Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf, helping you get the game you've always imagined. You can go to imaginegolf.com and check out all of our tools, including our free eBooks, our lesson plans, practice plans, and training aids we endorse. And you can sign up for our free golf tips that go out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email address. Hey, I want to talk today about a topic that comes up almost daily um, at Imagine Golf, and that's drivers. Drivers, 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 drivers. Everyone wants to hit a great drive, but 90% of the people slice their drive. And another 90% um, have an adjustable driver that isn't uh, set up to uh, to benefit them personally. So uh, let's talk about drivers uh, in particular, the adjustments. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, but um, at the end of the day, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, when asked, uh, I think it was Golf Digest, don't quote me on that, but... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I read an article about um, buying patterns, right? And it was around what is important. What do golfers look for when they drop 500, 600, 700, even $1,000 on drivers today? Um, and the number one thing, 80% of golfers said that uh, adjustability is important to them. The ability to adjust that driver to kind of um, tailor it to themselves or dial in their drive was important to them. And what's interesting about that, less than 20% of them even try it, right? So you, you buy a driver, 80% uh, of us say, hey, it's important. You buy it, you spend the average cost today is just over $500. You spend $500, you get what you want. You have all these different settings. You have these weights you can move. You have this cool tool that you can use. All these things are going on. And only one in five um, actually pulls out the tool and makes an adjustment. And then even crazier than that, only a third of those people think it actually works or has helped them. So you know, when you when you add, when you add that all up, we're looking at about between six and ten percent that spend five hundred dollars on a driver uh, that wanted the the variability and the ability to adjust it to dial in their game. Only between six and ten percent actually think it's even working. Right. So. Um, that doesn't really bode well for, for the, uh, the designers, if you would, in the marketing uh, and the selling of, of drivers today. So um, it is it is kind of, you know, backwards when you think about it. Right. We have one of the reasons that drivers today are so expensive is because they are so technical. Right. Not only are the materials, you know, crazy um, in, in different than they were before. Right. And and and. Uh, carbon fiber and titanium and all these different metals and everything that weren't even on the radar of, of golf manufacturers and club, golf club designers uh, even just 10 plus years ago. Um, today, they're front and center. So that costs money. And then when you work in the technology, add in, if you would, the technology uh, behind these drivers today, uh, that adds you know value to the driver or cost to the driver and, and the consumer needs to pay for that. So let's talk about why it's important um, to adjust that driver. And then more importantly than that, I think, um, how to do it, right? Um, you know, we, we get back to when, when I see uh, our students come in, like I said earlier in the podcast, about 90% of them still slice their driver. No matter what they're doing with their clubs, they slice their driver. 10% of the golfers we see hook them. Um, and 70% of all uh, people or golfers out there hit a low drive, way too low. Um, and 30% of our golfers hit them a, a way too high, right? All of that, by the way, those four categories, slice, hook, low, or high, um, not good, right? So if we have a driver that can adjust and 
and and throw some variance into those and actually help the golfer, then we want to do that. And we want to do that right away. Um, you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to figure out you know, how to make the driver do some of the things that it's designed to do. You do need to know what you're doing. It's not a consistent uh, metric, if you would, across the different manufacturers, but each manufacturer has intel and information out there on how to adjust and, and what the adjustments actually will do uh, for the golfer. So let's start with the, with the biggest one I see and, and the number one thing that you can change right away, and that's loft. And, and it can be a little counterintuitive and it can definitely um, throw some guys off, throw some golfers off, if you would, when they buy a, you know, a nine degree driver and they're hitting it pretty high. And I say to them, hey, we need to increase that loft to get that ball down. And they look at me with glassy eyes and say, what? So let's talk about what happens to a driver when you increase loft. All right. The number one, first and foremost, the number one thing it does is it closes the club base, right? So getting back to the, the example I just gave you, you got a guy with a nine degree driver. By the way, most amateur, if you're a double digit handicapper, you should not have a nine degree driver. Dustin Johnson doesn't hit a nine degree driver. Roy McElroy doesn't hit a nine degree driver. I can guarantee you the double digit handicapper uh, that we're seeing on a daily basis should not be hitting a nine degree driver. That's a whole nother subject, right? But at the end of the day, hitting that driver too high we increase the loft and before you know it, without changing anything but moving that loft up by the maximum setting which is usually two degrees now it's an 11 degree driver they're hitting it straighter and in fact it's not going as high and they're they're blown away they would have never have known that again it is in fact counterintuitive but now that you know that when you increase loft on a driver you are in fact closing the club face that's brilliant right think of it go the other think of it going the other way right the guy that has a 10 and a half degree driver, right? And he's hitting it too high, right? And it's still slicing a little bit. Now he puts the loft down by two degrees. So now it's a nine and or it's an eight and a half degree driver. Or even if it's just one, doesn't matter. You get the point, right? Now he's done just the opposite. He's opened the face, which is going to hit it higher and further to the right, right? So he just literally, he or she literally, just adjusted the driver to feed more into the challenge they have, which is slicing the ball and hitting it too high. So th these are just some of the little things that you got to know and you need to understand with your driver, right? The other things are simple, are, are, are almost just as simple, are the upright and less upright settings, right? An upright setting is gonna have the toe up, if you would, and the ball's gonna go more to the left, right? So if I got a slicer, right? and the club face is not upright, I'm gonna make it more upright. If I got an adjustment that I can make it more upright, I'm gonna do that. And the opposite is true, right? If I got someone that's hitting to the left, I'm gonna make that club less upright, right? It only makes sense. Now that's gonna, the toe's gonna be down, right? The center of gravity's gonna change. And the ball now is gonna have more of a right bias to it. So those are easy, up and down, real simple. You can take, you know, take out your tool today, get online, and figure out if you don't have the charts, if you don't know what you're doing, if you have a golf pro that you trust, take the take the driver uh, there and, and tell them, hey, you you know what you're what you learned today and what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, and have them adjusted for you, right? The other thing you need to understand is the 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 difference between the the weight adjustment. If your driver has a weight adjustment, how critical that can be to ball flight. So, real simply, if we move weight towards the heel. Then the toe is lighter. The toe comes out more out in front of the golf club or golf ball, and the ball goes more left, right? So if you're a slicer and you got all the weights 
you know, incorrectly, and they, or they got the weight out to the toe, guess what? You're going to slice it more. If you got the weight right in the middle, you're going to slice it not as much, right? Or, um, but at the end of the day, if you bring the weight back to the heel, right, where it belongs for this slicer, you're going to hit a better ball, right? Is it going to correct your swing falls? It's not. But is it going to take that significant uh, uh, a slice and make it less significant? Yes. Is it going to take that push, significant push to the right, that straight shot that just goes 25 yards out of bounds, right? Is it going to keep it inbounds? Yes, right? So regardless of, of what it actually does, it's going to give you a better opportunity to keep the ball in play, and that's what it's all about. You know, Hank Haney famously says, what's the best drive out there? The best drive is the one that you can find. And he's right. If you can find it and it's still in play, that's a good drive, right? It's not a great drive. I'll give you that, but it's a good drive. So just those simple adjustments on your driver will make a big, big, big difference, right? Um, the second thing we also, I see all the time here with, with uh, at Imagine Golf is people have no idea where to tee the golf ball, right? None. They have even less of an idea where they normally strike the ball on in relation to the club base of the driver. And that, that just blows me away, right? Because it is not the same for every club, right? On an iron, we're hitting down. On a hybrid, we're hitting down and through a little bit more. On a driver, you have the most upright club in the bag, the flattest club, right? So a flat club allows you to hit in the center of the ball. We're making no, we should be making no contact. We're making no contact with the ground whatsoever, right? So you have the ability to hit right on the axis of the ball, right? So if we're not doing that, if we're hitting on the top of the ball, it's going to part a ton of spin. If we're hitting underneath the ball, a ton of spin. If we're hitting on either side of the ball, a ton of spin. So we need to understand, right, where, in fact, we're hitting on the golf ball. And you can do that a multitude of that ways. You know, you can do uh, – I, I have a preference for impact tape. You know, you can go to your local – a golf store and get impact tape and that will show you exactly where you're hitting the golf ball um, you can do the foot spray foot powder spray um, make sure you get the kind of powdery foot spray right that you can uh, spray on a face of a golf club and hit it and it will show you exactly where that face is or where that ball has been struck i mean on the face you can do the dry erase marker uh, bit where you actually uh, take a dry erase marker right you put a little dot on the golf ball right in the center and right in front of the face of the golf club. And then you strike, you hit your normal shot, and you'll see that dry erase marker will transfer some of that dry erase marker onto the face, and you can see exactly where you hit it. So these are all things um, that you need to understand. You can't just work on your swing, let's say, right? Your swing pattern or your swing plane or whatever you're working on and not understand the driver settings and where, in fact, you're striking the golf ball. Um, I can tell you, we fixed thousands of golfers and I'm talking thousands of golfers in just a few minutes by just changing and going over what we just did. Because once the golfer has a driver set up for their swing given today, their swing pattern and their, their golf swing today, it works better. Once they have an understanding of where they're striking that ball and where to tee it up appropriately, they, they play better. They, they hit better drives right away. So it doesn't take a lot of effort to go through any of these steps um, that I just walked you through, and um, it's and it's free. Right? This all this stuff is free. All right, um, that's it. Right? I mean, it, again, um, 
you're going to spend a ton of money on technology. You got all the variability and adjustability. My God, please use it. All right. One last note on drivers, right? The technology out there today is for real. And what I mean by that is, is look, I'm 56 years old, right? At 56, I can remember my first metal wood, if you would, right? I can remember my first uh, 350cc driver, right? Today, they're 460ccs, right? I can remember the bubble shafts for those guys that are out there. I can remember, um, heck, I can remember when woods were really made of woods. The point is, is that some of those things really, really changed the game, all right? The first metal woods, unbelievable big change to the game. The first adjustable uh, weight driver back in 2005, I think it was, the uh, TaylorMade R7, game changer. Um, the first carbon fiber um, shaft, if you would, or first carbon fiber club head, game changer. So if you're playing with a driver that's over five years old, start saving your money because it makes a difference. If you're playing with a driver that's 10 years old, change it now. And God forbid you're playing with something that's above 10 years old. And again, I said this in, the, in our putter podcast not too long ago, right? Get rid of that. Donate that driver right away, right? It, it's not helping. In fact, it's hurting you. And the likelihood that you can hit that well is not high. So think about what I just said, right? You, you got a 10 plus year old driver. Your irons are five years old and you're, you're complaining you can't get off the tee. Well, <laughs> of course you can, right? Of course you can. So it's not helping you, right? So it, it is for real. At least three to five years, you've got to have, you've got to update that driver. I know it's expensive, but so is golf in general. You knew that when you started playing golf, and uh, it will make all the difference in the world. All right, that's it for today's podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Please hit the follow button on whatever directory or whatever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening on this podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. Actually, we're on every directory out there. Um, if you have any questions, hit us up at imaginegolf.com, and you can always email me or DM me directly at daniel at imaginegolf.com. Have a great day.